0: Not a lot going on. Uh, is there any anything major? Any news, uh, Jared Ross gang? Anything up? The
1: Lakers uh, fully imploded. And LeBron's April Fool's tweet came true. He did not play the rest of the year. But mm. is that the only piece of news that happened? More importantly than that. Anything to talk about? The celebration of my win of the league was not in vain last week. It came true. I actually won. I actually gained points this week too, which uh, blows my mind. Um, I won with a bigger lead uh, than I had last week when I was like, stop, don't say anything, don't, don't put that evil on me. Um, so, yeah, it, the job's done. Job's done, as John Morant texted me.
0: We can now confidently say that this podcast, forevermore, is hosted by two men who have won a salary league fantasy basketball a hundred percent. We have the 100%. rings to show for it. Yeah, we do. Well, you got a ring. You and I have both won. Professor John, our uh, our dear friend and college professor and uh and sometimes occasional podcast guest. He has also won, he's won multiple times. Uh mm-hmm. It's so only the best advice here on Supermax, Jared and Jared Supermax. Thanks. Um I have some news to announce. We Go are ahead. going to be taking longer breaks between episodes for the for the summer. So for the next several months we'll be doing one a month. Maybe more frequently if we feel like it. Maybe we'll have like a uh the All Rookie Podcast people uh from Sports Ethos or uh any other sort of sister podcast network. We might have them on for special things here and there, but once a month going forward until august september uh we are not going to become a fantasy baseball podcast because i have an an amazingly stacked roster and it would just be boring just me dominating my league who do you have
1: on your just a quick side note who do you have on your roster
0: on my fantasy baseball roster it's a lot of mets i don't know if you uh if you know this it is a lot of mets uh pete Alonso, eduardo escobar Mark Kenha, Edwin Diaz.
2: I mean, you want me to go like the
0: whole because uh, this, yeah, is, a, well, this I, is a basketball we, podcast. Here are the pictures. We're going to talk about this for like
1: 30 more seconds because I got to talk about mine real quick, too. All
0: right. Uh, JT Real Muto, Chris Bryant, uh, Tim Anderson, Paul Goldschmidt, Mookie Betts, Christian Yelich, Arosa Arena, and Ozuna, uh, Robbie Ray, Giolito, uh, Josh Hader who my team name is haters going to hate uh, John means Aaron Sivale, uh, Zach Ranke, Noah Syndergaard, uh, Steven Strasburg. It's, it's pretty loaded. We Patrick have, we have, a,
1: we have a few players in common. We have Gialito, uh, Ozuna and Christian Yelich in common. I also went the route of, uh, of taking Fernando Tatis and Raul de Cunha, even though they're not playing now, because once they do play, they're going to light it up and they're both top 10 players. Once they come back healthy. So I decided to take them with my third and fourth round
0: picks. Wow. I can't believe it. We're not talking about baseball. We're not doing it. This is no, not going to no, be an no. NL East I podcast.
1: Just, I, no, it's not. It's not. But the Braves won these.
0: Any, anyway. Even so, though even though we have a Braves fan, a Mets fan, and and podcast uh, guest Justin Powell is a Phillies fan. We could really have an NL East podcast. No, we we're not doing it. We're going to talk about salary, cap. Who fantasy basketball. No one likes the Marlins. No one. Like the Marlins? <laughs> no one likes the Marlins. They don't have any fans.
1: The Marlins are the pre-Tom Brady Bucks uh, of baseball. And I, I've been a Bucks fan my entire life,
0: by the way. I want to put that out there.
1: Anyway, back to
0: basketball. Yes. What we have for you today, ladies and gentlemen, is uh you probably know this from the title of the episode, all you know, the tens of you listening. But you do not, Mr. Ross King.
1: No, I don't. This is what you this is your MO. Your MO is we're going to start a podcast and you're like <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do. And I'm like, "Well, all right, let's just do it." And then you're like, "Well, listener, you know what it is, but he doesn't. So, here
0: we go. What is it?" The top 10 players who have who are no longer value picks. Who were good ah, value okay. picks. And for various reasons, are no longer worthy of being thought of as uh, as top-tier picks. Who were? I've got past- five guys right off the top of my head. Well, we're going to get to it. But right now, I want to let you know that this is not only based on people who got paid. There's a lot of them in here, but not all of them. Okay. Does that help you?
1: I mean, the five guys I thought of are going from very valuable, uh, less than $10 million contracts to, oh, my God, that guy's getting paid a lot uh, next season. And all five are, are players you want to have on your fantasy roster, um, but all five are going to cost you quite a bit moving forward.
0: How I put this list together is that we have a sort of shadow Bible where I'm putting in the 2022-23 salaries. I'm putting in the numbers from the season that just ended a few days ago. Uh, we have a secret formula that uh figures out sort of points per million. It's like a it's like a it's like a way to weigh value based on how little you're paid and how much you produce. And it's not always a perfect thing. It's more of a guide. Because some some of the names at the top are just like guys who had a couple of games that were really a lot of points, and then you know, they're just like ten ten day rookie guys. Um and, and there's obviously people who are in the middle who are worth taking, like Carl Anthony Towns, who the system is sort of like meh on, but like you take them. So here's what we'll do. I have my list. Instead of you trying to predict, you know, one through 10, we'll just see how many names you can, you can figure out. So I'm going to give you 10 guesses okay. and I have 10 names. Uh, let's see if we're aligned and we'll figure out by the end how many you guess right.
1: All right. So two of these five guys don't have contracts yet. Um, for next season, but I we know they're both, gonna be, they, they're both going to be paid. I'll start with those two, uh, DeAndre Ayton and Miles Bridges. Both those guys are going to get paid a ridiculous amount of money, even though right now they're both uh, restricted free agents. Um, not sure if the Suns and uh, Hornets respectively will match the contracts, but no matter what, they're going to be making high 20s, low 30s, I think minimum. Um, may go up from that. Uh, The other three guys, uh, the other Bridges' brother, as I like to call him, Mikhail Bridges, uh, even though they're not related, uh, he's going to be on that list for me. And then I think the two most obvious ones, they're guys that were traded for each other in the draft. Uh, They're two of the best young stars in the game. Trey Young, Luka Doncic, both about to break the bank. Uh, Those are the five guys that came immediately to mind for me. Um,
2: as far as who would be on this list. Well done, sir. Well done. So we'll, we'll
0: go from 10 to one 10 being like, you can still take them. I sort of have mm-hmm. this glut of players who are, I, I call the sort of free agents. Oh, I thought of one more too. I don't know
1: if you want me to add them. Is he a free agent? No, he's not going to be a free agent. He, he signed a very large deal with the, uh, With Memphis Grizzlies, it's uh, Jaron
0: Jackson Jr. All right. Listen, we're going to get to Mikael Bridges and Jaron Jackson Jr., okay? Okay. You nailed those. But at number 10, I put the free agent list. So Miles Bridges, we don't know how much he's being paid. It'll probably be more than what he's producing fantasy-wise. Zach Levine, Mitchell Robinson, uh, anyone who is a free agent, Colin Sexton, Uh, Who was the other guy you mentioned? Uh, DeAndre Ayton. Ayton. All those dudes have sort of put at 10 because we can't predict what they're going to be paid, so we can't figure out what their value is.
1: Right.
0: It's simple as that. But those are all names that I would imagine are being paid a lot of money, and therefore they will not be the sort of like de facto early round picks that they normally would be. Now, let's get to your Trey and Luca. I have it 9 and 8, respectively. Oh, wow. So you were very good so far. I would take Luca and I would take Trey. I would too. I mean, I don't think
1: that what they're being paid does not preclude you from taking them. It's just gone from a super value to paying somebody like, you know, you're paying
0: Giannis money. What they're worth. So you got Trey, you got Luca. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at the numbers now and are sort of, Magical algorithm that we're going to basically mention Every episode for the rest of time That uh, uh Me and a good friend of ours, Asher, uh, came up with We sort of invented this uh When we were making the original Excel sheet The Bible for the original league year Trae Young and Luca took a big hit And they went down the list much more Because they were like, you know, first pick, second pick Third pick kind of guys, and now they're like I don't think you take them in The, the first two rounds Um But they're only being paid 29 million for Trey, which is still,
1: I mean, it's still pretty. I thought, I thought his number was higher. Wow. No. Okay.
0: I could be wrong, but I have it listed here as 29.75. Okay. Um, Which is still really good. And Luke is being paid 35.7, but those guys produce at an astronomical rate. Um, And they're relatively durable. I mean, they'll miss things here and there, but they're pretty much, you know.
2: So I have them at 9 and
0: 8, and I think from here on out, it's going to be borderline impossible for you to take them in a salary cap league. So this is sort of like our our funeral for these players who were on the rookie deals or, or very good deals and are either no longer producing at a certain level or they're just too expensive for the fact that they are not like a top, top dude anymore. Um, you mentioned I, I, Jared Jackson Jr. Just, and Mikael Bridges. I'm shocked. I, I swear in my brain, Trey Young was going
1: to make like $40 million next year, and it's just the fact that he's making – uh 30.5 is what spell has met that's I'm, he's still he's still a, he's a guy i'd still pick um sorry i, I cut you off there i, I was just kind of dishonest by that
0: yes uh you, you nailed my number four number three so talk about why you took jaron jackson jr and mikhail bridges
1: I mean, look, McHale and Jaron Jackson Jr. at their current value, uh, I believe, and this is not, I don't have the number right in front of me. I got to pull up and it's taking a second here. My internet's being spotty. I believe it's 9 million for this year for Jaron Jackson. And the production you're getting from him at 9 million is great. I, I really think that like, that's the production you want out of somebody who's making maybe 22, 23, but he's going up to 28 next year, um, almost 29 million. So I don't know if that production is worth that contract when you're talking about fantasy. He provides a lot of good defensive metrics for the Memphis Grizzlies. So he is worth the contract they're going to pay him if he continues to stay healthy and produce the way he has this year. But as far as a fantasy asset, I don't think he's really worth it to any team that would draft him. Um, Now let's talk about Mikael Bridges. He is the Bridges that actually went and got paid. Uh let me pull up his contract right here. 5.5 million for him this year. And I I, I don't think he was a superstar by any means, fantasy-wise. I wouldn't even say he was a star, but he is good. He's a guy who's gonna get you some numbers, he's gonna get you some points, he is and play a, every game. yeah, he's gonna play every he's played every single game. He's actually, this is a stat I saw um when I was talking with our mutual friend BJ over the weekend about basketball. Um he has played every single NBA game in his four-year career so far. He has not missed a single game. Um, Good for so That's that's kind of remarkable. Um, he's one of only four players who played in every single game this year in the NBA. his hit next year is twenty-one million. Um, and there's a lot of guys that if they're paid twenty-one million, like like if Trey Young's paid twenty-one million, I th- he's I think he's still a first-round pick. You know,
2: Luca twenty-one million, still a first-round pick. Mikael Bridges doesn't accumulate points at that level so i don't think
1: he's a first round pick he's a guy who maybe later in the draft if you need just someone who you know can be consistent and you have 21 million to spend which i'm worried if you do uh then you know he's not a bad guy to get but it's a lot of money just for consistency and not for the output of other stars at that level you know zach levine this year was, I believe, making 20.5, if I remember correctly. I don't have that right in front of me. It was like um, 19. Not 19. There you go. So he's making a little less than that. Um, you can get a guy, uh, when healthy, I think somebody like Malcolm Brogdon is a better option. Obviously, he's had injury problems this year. But if healthy, I'm taking Malcolm Brogdon at 22, I believe, over uh, McHale Bridges at 21 every single day. Uh, again, similar to Jaron Jackson. Great asset for the team they play on, not a great fantasy asset when you're in a salary cap league.
0: Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons why they were so high on this list, this sort of top ten list I put together, is I, I looked at all the value projecting of what next year would be with next year's numbers and and you know the the, the season that just ended with with the sort of average points because it's a primarily points based league, and I looked at some of these. Bottom, bottom tier numbers. And I just looked at like, other than, you know, Eric Gordon and like Joe Harris and like, you know, people like that who like aren't averaging a whole lot, but they're not like, like, they're just, you're not, you're never going to take them. They're just fodder. And I was just like hunting around looking at like, well, who's actually putting up numbers? And you look at like Clay and you're like, well, no one's really taking Clay at a Sour Cap League. And you look at Aaron, uh, Aaron, uh Andrew Wiggins and, and people like that. But then like some of these names would pop out and I'd be like, Oh, Jaron Jackson Jr., you're you're making $28 million, but you're not averaging more than 24 fantasy points mm-hmm. in, you know, whatever league uh role settings, you know, you're in. Oh, Mikhail Bridges, you're one of the worst contracts now. Cause like you don't even average as many, you know, points per million than like anyone else. Like you're you're no longer worthy of being selected ever. Like you're just waiver wire fodder for the rest of your life. Right. Uh yeah, he averaged 20.7. He was on your team. You traded him to me, and, this, and that was great at $5 million, but now he's being paid $21 million. Nah, not cutting it, not even close. He's one of the worst values uh, on, the, on this sort of projection I have in front of me uh, underneath Draymond Green. <laughs> right. And I think we talked about, awesome. I remember we
1: talked about on the podcast or off, but there was a kind of a threshold you want to get where you have, you're scoring more average points fantasy-wise over the millions paid and once you get to about probably thirty-five, you can kind of justify going over the points that you're getting per game. But in like the five million dollar range, you're not going to pay a guy twenty-one million to give you twenty
0: point it was twenty point seven points fantasy wise a game. Yeah, I think we like figured out that like if you're being if you're being paid twenty-eight million dollars and you average twenty-eight fantasy points a game or or better, you're worth it. Otherwise, you're not worth it. Right. That's basically what we decided on. So you have basically figured out half the list already.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of struggling to remember who else is. Uh, let me ask you this. How many guys
0: are getting new contracts on, that are left on the list and that's hurting their value? Uh, two of them are getting new contracts. Two of them already got new contracts. And one of them, he's got a new contract like two years ago or something like that. Like, I'll, I'll give you some hints. Okay. Is there anyone else you can think of who who was a first round pick on a rookie deal and they're getting the bag this season and they're no longer worthy of being selected?
1: I mean, there's the very obvious one because he also can't stay on the court. Um, and that is the guy you took, I think with your first pick, if I remember correctly, Michael Porter Jr. Um, <sighs> he is my number one. Like
2: you figured I, I it think- out
1: that one's pretty obvious just because I, and, and the funny thing is I didn't think about him when we, when I initially thought of who uh, would not be like, would immediately kind of transition to, you know, a worst contract next year because he's been a non-factor this season. So I didn't even think about him to be honest with you. Um, I'm shocked you out. got him ahead of some of the other names on this list. Um, So Michael Porter jr. I mean, we've been over him a few times on this and it, it remains the same. Uh, uh, back injury very similar to what he had coming out of Missouri um, and it just continues to to plague him and I don't see uh, him becoming a factor anytime soon for the Nuggets which sucks because you have arguably the best all around player in the game right now Nikola Jokic you can do literally everything and he has who's his next best player now Aaron Gordon like yeah it, it sucks it sucks because the Nuggets have time, that like... guy I, I love Bones but the Nuggets have that guy, and they don't have anyone who can really scare a defense uh, to compliment him. They don't have that guy right now healthy. I mean, I think, I think Jamal Murray can be that when he's healthy, but we're not going to see him in these playoffs. He'll be back next season, and then we'll see kind of how he recovers from his injury.
0: You you can never draft Michael Porter Jr. until you actually see him perform at the level we thought he yeah. was going to perform at for percent, a long time. It's just, it's just malfeasance and malpractice to to ever take him ever again. He burned me bad, which is why I came in third to last and I have the number three overall pick, uh, going into, uh, this upcoming season, but that's several months away. There was another player who I was sort of tiptoeing towards with the clue that he was on a rookie deal, was a perennial first round player who is often injured and kept away from the court intentionally, who got the bag. Mm. I know
1: exactly who it is.
0: Why
1: well, do not you um, tell me who it is? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He was drafted by uh, the Hornets, traded to the Clippers, and now resides in the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. And it's Shea Gilders Alexander.
0: Yeah, I have him at seven. Um, so not quite up near the other guys who were getting paid. But he just doesn't play enough games. And every time you think he's going to play enough games, the Thunder go, we need more lottery ping pong balls. Can you please like go hang out in Cabo for like a few months? And he says, no problem. Uh, They will not trot him out and let him be all he can be until that team has just so many number one picks that they're actually good. Kind of like when they had Durant and Westbrook and Harden and Serge Baca. Is
1: this the process part two? Yes. Is this this what we're going through here? Yes. Um, No, I mean, Shay, if he plays when he's healthy, I think he's worthy of what he's going to get paid. Now the value is not there the way it was previously because the money is going to go up crazy, but he's still a good asset if you're able to get him. He's still going to perform if he's playing, uh, but those are big ifs there. Um, so, so he was your number seven? Is that correct? That is correct. So I have two, five, and six left, or two, three, and six? No, you just have two and five. Took two and
0: five. Oh, and six. I'm sorry, and six, yeah. Who was six? Oh, I can't tell you.
1: Oh, no. oh no, no, you're saying I still have two, five, and six. Okay. Yeah. Um, wait, who was three and four again? I'm sorry.
0: Three was Mikael Bridges, and four was Jared Jackson Jr. I mean, these are just my rankings. Right, right, right. No, I, I know that. So um, here we go. So so from 10 to 1, to recap for the listener, on worst values coming mm-hmm. up this season of guys who were valuable, uh, anyone who is a free agent, and we don't know how much they're being paid, Luca at nine, Trey Young at eight, SGA at seven, a mysterious player at six, a mysterious player at five, Jaron Jackson Jr. at four, Mikael Bridges at three, a mysterious player at two, and Michael Porter Jr. number one. Any other names that you've been thinking of? Maybe some other guys you were researching, just clicking around, or should I start giving you more clues?
1: We're getting more clues because okay. I was really going for those rookie guys, getting the new deals, and I kind of exhausted those guys. All right. Well, let's let's work
0: it towards number six. This player, a breakout, who still had a very good season, was somewhat disappointing,
2: and I don't think anyone is going to take them in the take this person in the top two rounds ever again. Anything? Nothing. Was it somebody taking in the first two rounds in our draft? Yes.
0: It's not Kevin Porter Jr., is it? No, because he's still making peanuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's still a very good, good value. I mean, not only his first-round value
2: ever. I don't think he's that good, but... I would not begrudge anyone taking him in the third. Hmm. I don't
1: think Zion's on there because Zion's still... He could rebound and still has another year of his rookie
0: deal left. He's making 13 million. And when he's healthy, he's a rock star. Let me ask you this: Does this
1: player play for your New York Knicks? God damn you. Yeah, it's
0: Julius Randle. Yes, it's Julius Randle. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> yeah, he had a great 2021. 20, 20, and, uh,
0: Parlayed that into a four-year deal. Is that correct? Four-year deal? That's yeah, that. it was like a discounted deal, too. Like, he's not getting – like, he's being paid $26 million next year. He plays every game. Mm-hmm. And he, and he put up almost 29 fantasy points per game this year. Yeah, I mean – It was just it, more last season, and it's going to be less next season, and it's going to be less the year after that, and it's going to be less the year after that.
1: Yeah, he. I mean, he peaked. He peaked, and now he's on his way down. Yep. Uh, it sucks. It sucks as a Knicks, you know, for you being a Knicks fan. That sucks. It's, uh, yeah. There's no other way to put it.
2: Um, I should have known he was going to be on the list. I don't. Kn- going through all the teams in my head
1: right now, trying to figure out. I, I mean, are we including James Harden as a uh, as the free agent group?
0: No, because I don't think he was quite worth holding on to this year. So I don't like anyone who wasn't worth holding on to, like a Damian Lillard or like anyone who was paid a lot of money and like I'm not including those guys. I'm I'm thinking about guys who who were drafted early, somewhat early, okay, and are no longer going to be in that in that first half of the draft ever. Okay, I'll tell you what. Hmm. Number five shocked me. Based on... You the made the th- list. How is it shocking to you? No, no, no. When I was looking through the, like, the, the worst values for next season, I was shocked at this player's name. And I'm not actually quite sure I want to keep him, his name on here. I was blown away by like how he's down in the doldrums down here. Like The numbers do, n- do not paint a pretty picture for this player. Um, Young guy. You know, give me a conference western conference young guy took over a team was starting to wow people and then got hurt and then based on how much he makes and and what he actually produced the numbers the metrics are just like nah a young guard who people were put, really excited about Did
1: you put De'Aaron fox on there
0: no because i don't think he was worth owning this year
1: okay no i didn't think so either but i was like maybe maybe jared got hit in the head or something um yeah, that's tough, because... Northwest Devin Division. Would not be it. Devin Okay, Northwest Division, so that's...
0: <laughs> this is starting to be like a game of Potal.
1: Yeah, it is 100% a game of Potal now. It's, uh, it, it wouldn't be D'Angelo Russell, because I don't think he was worth owning this year.
2: No. You said no, guard, he was not. Correct? You said a young guard, yeah. Young guard. I'm trying to look and see who had him in our league. Oh no! He was no. He ended up being drunk because he got hurt. I mean, it's not Dame Lillard. It's not Donovan. Oh, you're so close. I'm close with. Oh, wait. Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons. What's what's his deal about to be? He's going to make.
0: He's restricted bird rights. He's going to make twelve million.
1: I mean, if he's playing the way he did. That's that's not a bad deal,
0: but he he was only averaging 19 fantasy in our league. Really? And he was making less than four last season.
1: Man, I don't know. I think that's still so.
0: There's there's a lot worse values. When you that. make less than four, and you looked really good, you were worthy of being owned. Now that you're making close to 12. And you're coming off a weird injury. And I don't know who's going to be on that team next year. The, the algorithm said, nah, dog.
2: I, I, that one's that one. I have
0: a hard time. I know. Isn't that confounding? Like he's down here on this list with other guys who are like, oh, that's a name who got drafted. And then, oh, wow. You were disappointing. So he's, he's down here on the bottom with CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard, Jalen Suggs, Rashawn Holmes, Jeremy Grant, Will Barton, Gary Trent Jr., Kobe White, like people who you're like, oh, that's a name. He's young. He must be on a good deal. And then you just look at his numbers and then you look at like what he's being paid next season. And then like for a number of factors and you're just like, oh, never mind.
1: That's 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 a tough one for me to to accept. I'm, but everything I'm else shocked. on this list has made sense till now. That one I'm having a hard time with cuz it's not like if it was 22 million then I'll be like Ugh. but 12
2: million like I don't know man that's a tough one. Maybe I'll maybe I'll take him off and I'll bump him for someone
0: else. But that was like the you now have more money than you did and you didn't average anywhere near what we thought you were actually averaging. Like you would have thought he was like 22 Uh, 23 24 game i
1: would put bam on the list before him because bam couldn't stay healthy all year
0: yeah bam i mean everyone's contracts besides like two dudes goes up and i'm but yeah he was like borderline worth i mean i had him the whole year even i kept him even when he was hurt um yeah maybe i mean like would you rather have josh hart or Anthony Simons next year on the on the Blazers. They're being paid basically the same. I'd rather
1: have Anthony Simons cuz Josh Hart, we kind of know his ceiling. I mean, he's a good player to have if you have an actual NBA team. He's a he's a valuable asset as far as from a fantasy pers- fantasy standpoint, excuse me. Simons ceiling is way higher. It's way higher. And so I'm rather I'd rather take the risk of 12 million on Anthony Simons every day over Josh Hart when it comes to a fantasy basketball team.
0: Josh Hart averaged 24 points last year and was healthier
1: I mean health yeah I get that but the ceiling for Simons this is the first year he actually got a good run a good chance he did a lot during that stretch where he got that chance
0: I smell a board bet coming up
1: I mean I I, it's not even or if 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 they're both healthy it's Anthony Simons all day for me
0: Here's the problem, is that now we play in a league that is total points four, which values health, I would say, arguably way more than a playoff season. So maybe my brain is skewed. I just, I just, this is, I don't know. All right, listen, I'm putting it on the board bet. We have some sort of a Josh Hart, Anthony Simons thing going on. We'll, We'll discuss it more as the summer goes along. That is correct. And we're going to get to the number two guy who... Wait, who's number one? Michael Porter? Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. Okay. Which is a weird circumstance, but like... Still worthy of being on the list. Um, Yeah. Yeah, the number two one... I I feel like initially you'd be like, really? And then you'll think about it for 10 seconds to go, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Was on a dirt, dirt, dirt cheap deal. Like two years ago and before, and exploded on a team, and then signed a lucrative contract with a different team in a different conference,
2: and just produced. Blech. And he's one of the worst values in the league now. Trump and Isaac? No, um, no. He's he's on the same team.
1: I, I know. I know. I just, you said worse value. And that Stop, my, Stop I, trying to shoehorn in magic players. Um, that's where my brain went. So,
0: what conference does this person play in now? The West. They play in the West now. They went from the East to the West. Now, while you're thinking about this, I'll just tell the listener that some of the other uh, awful values, but weren't guys who were supposed to be owned, like Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, who changed teams, like Kaminga didn't really put up a whole lot of fantasy stats. People really like him for had, next year.
1: coming had like a good three week stretch, and that's Yeah. Good. Um, um, what positions does this player play, at number two?
2: He's like a swing guard. Okay. I think they list him as point guard, but I think of him more of a as a shooter. His team is in the plan.
1: Yeah, it's D'Angelo Russell, which I thought I had mentioned no. earlier. It's not D'Angelo no. Russell.
0: No. Although he does fit all the criteria. <laughs>
1: I was like, that—that's everything. There yeah. is D'Angelo Russell.
0: No, it's um. Hang on, no, <laughs> okay. shut up. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna figure this out. You figure it out while I continue to tell the listener about these awful values, like Buddy Hield. He's bad value-wise. Derrick Rose. Whoa, no. Nope. Uh, Gordon Hayward on the towards the bottom. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope is towards the bottom. Uh, Duncan Robinson is
2: <laughs>
0: bottom ten worst values in the league. He did not have a good year this year for the Heat, and he's being paid uh, seventeen million dollars next year. Danny Green, one of the worst. Uh, Moses Moody, uh, Juan Hernan Gomez is the the rock bottom worst. Romeo Langford, Landry Shamit, these are all bottom 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 tier dudes in terms of value. Doug McDermott, yeesh. Thirteen million. McDermott still exists. Um, Terrence Ross, bad. Joe Harris, bad. I, I
1: genuinely don't know who this player is. I mean, I, I I can't think of anybody on the Spurs. I think the Spurs are automatically just taken off the list.
0: There's no Southeast division, so what would he be? Southwest, I guess?
1: Is it Southwest? So the teams that are left in the West are in the for the play-in are the the uh, excuse me, the Pelicans, the Spurs, mm-hmm. the Clippers, the Timberwolves, and the Clippers play in the Pacific. No, not that. Yeah, the, yeah, the Timberwolves play in the Northwest. Nope, not that. Um, The So it has to be the Pelicans or the Spurs. I mean, it's not CJ McCollum. Oh, you're so close.
2: You're so close. It's a Pelican, though. Oh, you're so close. Who's his backcourt partner? Who is his backcourt partner? Why am I blanking on this? I drafted him and then dropped him. It's not – I genuinely – not to
0: – Are you just, just going to look at I the can, roster?
1: The only guy I can think of is Devontae Graham. Not Devontae Graham guy. is the answer. Devontae Graham is the answer?
0: Devontae Graham is being paid $11.5 million, and he is one of the worst values in the league because he went from being in like the low
2: 20s per game. He averaged 15 fantasy points this year. He started for a new team that didn't have
0: any talent and scored. Yeah, there's a
1: lot worse values than, than – there's not only one worse value than Devontae Graham.
0: He that's was a dude who what, was drafted.
1: But that's what you're saying is there's only one worse value in the league than Devontae Graham. Oh, yeah, Michael Board Jr. There's so many more worse val- – I'm not saying Devontae Graham is like, you must draft him in the first round. No. The, the top But 10, there's so many
0: worse guys than him. The top ten – I put together were people who were all drafted in the first six rounds, more or less. I mean, Anthony Simons is not a top. Like no one expected that, but like you drafted him, you took him. And this year, all the guys we've mentioned, no one's drafting them, other than maybe like Luke and Trey. That was the criteria. You had to have been a person people were eyeing as like a good deal, and they are no longer good deals. And he is literally the definition of all those things man I just feel like he's if he's on the list, he's at the bottom
1: i don't number two that's not yeah no no yeah i can't, I, I can't get behind that one
0: well i I took him thinking he was going to be what he was on on the hornets and thinking like well he's not being paid that much more. he was a million dollars and he was great. he was like six man of the year candidate, great, like one of the best like waiver wire pickups in my life, and then New Orleans was like, hey, we don't have anyone like please like Score for us. Like, here's the ball. Score. And he couldn't do it. And he averaged 15 fantasy points this year and just a colossal disappointment. And now you can no longer draft him ever.
1: Oh, uh, man. I don't.
0: Um... Maybe I'm salty because
1: I took him instead of Evan Mobley. I think, I think that's 100% what it is right now. I just, I'm not sitting here trying to defend him or say he's a good value. But to call him the second worst
0: value in the league according is to a major stretch. Or points per million, yeah. He is lower than all those other guys.
2: And I, I can't agree with that. The system's yeah. broken.
0: It's broken. It's not because bro- Jaron Jackson Jr. and Mikael Bridges score more than him. Yeah, they're paying much more, but they score more. So, th- therefore, the, uh, the, the formula puts them a little bit higher. Not by much. Who would you have wanted to hear? Nikhil Alexander-Walker? He only gets paid $5 million next year. I couldn't put him on
1: the list. You just threw a guy out there that I wasn't even going to name and just defended <laughs> him not being on there. I don't know, but there is... Laurie Like, I'm
0: trying to like come up with like better answers. I can't do it.
1: I have to actually look it up because I tried to do this just off what I know. I
0: want to see what your list is because I just went by the pure math of it.
1: Well, I mean, I already went over a bunch of the guys I would include, right? This is me literally doing it off the top of my head right now. But uh, who are the guys I named to begin with? DeAndre Ayton, Miles Bridges, Mikael Bridges. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trey, I had, yeah. Luca, yeah. Michael Porter Jr., Jared yeah. Jackson. Those yeah. seven, I think, have to be on the list. Even though we don't know what Ayton and Bridges are going to get yet, they're going to get banked. So they're,
0: they're going to be on the list. Um, like John Collins, Lonzo Ball, like Terrence Mann. Like all these people but, score more points than Devontae Graham. A lot of the ball can't stay on the court. But when he was on the court, he's in the mid-20s fantasy-wise per right, game.
2: But
1: then, but then you have to take Michael Porter off because when he actually plays, he's pretty good. Michael Porter
0: Jr. was number one.
1: <laughs> I know, you have to take him off the list. If, that, if that's the case, if, you're, if your argument for Lonzo Ball is, but when well, he does play, he's good, then your argument for Michael Porter Jr. is kind of destroyed just because of health.
0: I'm I'm not quite arguing for him. I'm just I'm trying to come up with other names of like who would I put over Devontae and I can't come up with anyone I would put over Devontae Graham of guy who was drafted and no longer is ever going to be drafted ever again. I
1: don't know. I have to go through all of the contracts and really Do it. Make sure I'm not missing anything, and
0: that's gonna do take it. too long. We're not gonna do it here right now. I defy you, sir. You defy okay. me? By the way, Nazir Little is also a better value on this sheet than
2: uh, Anthony Simons. Another trailblazer who is not paid a lot and actually. I'm just going by the numbers, man. Just going by the numbers. Uh, Over
0: the summer, we're going to get into the best values, which is not necessarily the top picks. And we'll go over like maybe around a month, more or less. Cause there's not 12 months if we're doing 12 rounds, but like, I'm also not quite sure we're going to like, you know, we'll put together like a, like a top 100, 120 list. And we'll actually start to rank them. You and I will we'll actually sort of put mm-hmm. people in place. Yeah. Um Maybe in May, we'll try to figure out this top 10. Cause this top 10 is still confounding me. I'm, I'm putting yeah. in all the numbers for next year and all the averages, and I'm still shuffling people around and I can't quite figure out what, who's number one it's such a pain to to come up with this list it really
2: sucks i'm going through everybody right now i'm trying to figure it out but it's going to take too long for me to do that i mean we could sit here for another hour and like try to figure out like you know like
0: like who's the next miles bridges like who's the next surprise like are some of these players going to average as much as they did like DeJounte Murray? And just because we don't know what the teams are going to look like. We don't know who the coaches are going to look like, you know, like is is pop still in San Antonio? Like we don't know what the draft is going to, we know nothing. So it's very hard to pin these down this far out in advance. Someone could get hurt in the middle of the year, like slip on an ice cube at the beach on the pier and go, whoops. And then nope, they tore his ACL. He's out. You know, I don't know.
2: I'm going to figure this out next time we record, I'm going to present you with my top 10 and it's going to be the correct top 10. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll butt heads and we'll figure out this master list
0: uh, and we'll put together and uh, we'll be back in a month. So thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Jared Russo. You can follow him at, at Jared Ross King and go to sports ethos. If you're really into fantasy baseball, that's about it for the next
2: four or five months something like that yeah wait who do you have to play in the next couple nights who do you have advancing real quick i have not given this any thought um
0: my gut cannot trust new orleans but my head is like it's got to be new orleans Mm. but then it's just going to be clippers and timberwolves anyways right like doesn't matter yeah,
1: I think that's the case in the West, and then in the East. I mean, it's Nets. I got I got Nets and Hawks.
0: Yeah, it's Nets and Hawks. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of chalky. You know, the Hawks wouldn't be chalky, but I mean, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like the Timberwolves,
1: by the way, forty six and thirty six. Who saw that coming before the season? Mm, no one. Exactly. That's, no. that's Maybe Anthony point.
2: Edwards. Saw next
1: coming. year is number one overall pick. We'll figure that out. We have a few months.
2: I just had like a car, a truck, a train, a boat all go by my window. Do you live off a bridge? Uh, I live in between two bridges along the Harlem River. Oh, okay. Well, that explains it.
0: And a major intersection, so I got everything. If you didn't I got live near planes a landing. landing.
1: You got planes, boats, you got planes, trains, and automobiles right outside I have, your window. It's yeah, I have literally everything, yeah. That's amazing. Because I'm, like, I'm like 15 that's... minutes away from
0: LaGuardia. Like, I, every, Any form of transportation, biking, skateboard, it's like all like nearby block. Nice. I live by a road. Uh, anyway, yeah, so we'll, we'll, I'll have my top 10 next time. Okay. So we'll see you in May. April showers bring May
2: flowers. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Magic.